if you will. Turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Job, Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, in your Bibles there, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse number 1 and read on down to verse number 11. Starting in verse number 1, read on down to verse number 11. I'll read the odd verses, you will read the even, we'll read responsively, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. And let's begin. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. And let's pray. God, we thank you so much that you are a God of order. Thank you, Lord, that you have uh, given us the ability to enjoy this life that you've given down here on earth. Uh, Lord, it's full of sin, but Lord, we thank you that we have a Savior. We ask that you please just help us, Lord, as we uh, hear the message. Would you empower our pastor, Lord, help him to say what you once said, give him complete clarity of mind. Lord, I ask that you just uh, watch over him and guide us, Lord, as we hear the message tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Keep your Bibles open to Ecclesiastes 3. We'll come back to it momentarily. But I want to start by uh, looking at verse number 1. I want you to notice something before I start. I want you to, to listen to this statement. The Bible is God's word, yes, sir. not man's. Amen. These are the very words of God. They're not the words of man. Uh, you say, well, uh, who wrote the Bible? God. God said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That means there has to be an every word Bible somewhere or God's a liar. As you read the Bible, you'll hear the statement or read the statement often, and especially in the Old Testament. He, uh, uh, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, hello. If the word of the Lord came saying, that means it was being spoken. And these are the spoken words of God given to man to write down. As a, you say, well, who is the author? God. Man was the penman. So all they did was take dictation and put it down exactly. God said not one jot, not one tittle will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away before that does. Say, so what's a jot and a tittle? That's the dotting of an I and the crossing of a T. If he's concerned about the dot of an I and the cross of a T, don't you think he got every word right? That's right. 
So we've got to, to realize these are God's words, and God's words were chosen very carefully. Now I want you to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 1. And I want you, to, if you mark in your Bibles, this will help you. To everything there is a what? Circle the word season. And a what? Time. To every purpose under the heaven. Oh. Circle the word time. That means seasons are different than time. Correct? Uh, God used two different words here. He uses the word season and he uses the word time. Now hold on to that thought. We'll come back. I love the different seasons of weather we get here in uh, Martinsburg area, the, the Shenandoah Valley, whatever you want to call this, almost heaven. Amen. Uh, my wife and I, we spent two years in Southern California in our first tour of duty. I mean, uh, first ministry. Uh, we were in Southern California. And uh, you say, oh, the weather. Yeah, there's no humidity, but there's no change. It's 75 to 82 degrees every day. The only difference between summer and winter is instead of getting down into the middle 60s at night, it gets down into the 40s and 50s at night. That's the only difference. And for two solid years, there's no change. It gets boring. You could stand in my front yard and look to the left and you could see Big Bear Mountain with the snow caps. And in 30 minutes that way, you could be at the ocean. Uh, it didn't change. Uh, we were in South Carolina. You have two seasons there, summer and hot. Uh, you have humidity and more humidity. Uh, they call it the low country for a reason. It's low and in, in altitude and high in humidity. And then we went to Chicago. You have two seasons in Chicago. You have winter and road repair. Uh, you all think I'm kidding. I'm not. Uh, the Chicago area is just, uh, it's more extreme. My in-laws used to live in northern, northeastern Minnesota. If you understand geography, Minnesota goes above Lake Superior and it's got like an arrowhead up there. Well, they lived at the top of the mouth of that arrowhead. They were 12 miles from the Canadian border. God didn't even live there. Uh, almost every year from January to February, there's a 30-day period in there that they would not get above zero for a high temperature, 30 days in a row, every year. They would call and say, oh, yeah, it's only 55 below this morning without the wind chill. <laughs> uh, you know, God doesn't live in that mess. Uh, I think the only thing that is different about hell in Minnesota is uh, it burns you by being so cold, not burned from being so hot. All right. I think that is the, the fire that burns with that, that you can't see. All right. Uh, it's just un, unreasonable. But here we get all the seasons and they're pretty mild. Now, uh, I love the changing of the into the fall and the cooler nights and a little bit of the shorter days. Plus, it means hunting season. Glory to God. The leaves will change and fall off and the frost will come and then you can see everything so you can shoot it a little easier. Uh, preparation for winter. Now, I hate snow. I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in the snow belt. There's nothing about snow I enjoy unless I'm looking at it when somebody else is digging it out. 
and it's not near me to dig out. I hate snow. Oh, preacher, it's so beautiful. If you had it as long as we had it in Chicago and Ohio, you'd hate the mess too. When it's there from October, November, and it doesn't leave until April, you hate the stuff. And I've been there. Uh, now, I really don't mind winter, and I don't mind the colder weather. Uh, it's not my favorite time, but I don't mind it. My favorite time of year is spring. I love the blossoms and all the things coming back to life and everything. But may I say something? Uh, I enjoy all the seasons. You say, why do you enjoy winter, preacher? That's time that you spend indoors a lot more and get to know the people in your own home and uh, learn to love each other a little bit better. Now, all that being said, every season has its own difficulties. Oh, the spring is beautiful, unless you've got allergies. Amen. Pollen season, Amen. Some of you hate spring. <laughs> just put a bucket around your neck and let her drip, amen? Uh, just whatever. Now, uh, it's either too hot, it's too cold, it's too wet, it's too dry, it's too this, it's got too much uh, mold, it's got too, too much uh, pollen, it's got too much... Every season has its own difficulties. We love the hot weather in the summer, but you don't like the storms that come with it because of the heat. Or in this area, all the storms that go around us. Uh, now, uh, here's a statement that I want you to get. We can find something that we don't like in every season. But why do we focus on what we don't like? Why do we say I hate the whole season because of one part of it that I don't like? I told you a little while ago, I hate snow, but it doesn't mean I don't like winter. I just don't like snow. Seasons are always moving. They're made up of days and weeks and months. A season is about three months long. So that means roughly uh, you have uh, about 12 to 15 weeks of every season. People who dislike a season often miss out of the daily blessings in those seasons. I am a person that believes that we ought to live by schedule. I totally believe that a lot of America's problem is we don't schedule well. Most problems are a schedule issue, not Oh, I just have an emergency. There's very few true emergencies in life. We think it's okay to just kind of, well, I'll be successful. I'll just take life as it comes. God bless you. Bend over, grab your ankles. It's coming hard. When you just take life as it comes, like sitting in a canoe, just floating down the river and banging into whatever you bang into, I don't enjoy that. If I'm going to get from point A to point B, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get there as the quickest way I can get there. Because when I get there, I want to go do something. Don't want to lollygag on the trip, amen? Now, uh, you get more out of life, and you get to experience more of life by schedule. 
I've learned that there are, though, uh, as the scripture says, there are seasons and there are times. There's a difference. There are seasons of life, but there's also times in life. Seasons are predictable. They're as predictable as the calendar. We know that uh, when fall begins, we know when it's going to come. It's on the calendar. September 21st, fall. December 21st, winter. March 21st, spring. June 21st, summer. We already know what the dates are in advance. Why? Because what God put in motion, he does not change. The seasons are predictable. That's why we can tell what time sunrise will be tomorrow. Because what God put into place is always predictable. Now watch this. We can plan and predict the seasons. But times have to be scheduled. We can't tell you everything that's going to happen in that season. Oh, what kind of winter are we going to have, preacher? Well, I can't tell you what kind of winter we're going to have, but I can tell you this, we're going to have winter. Everybody look at me, everything's okay. Now, listen to this statement. The season may not be as extreme. It may not be that we have a real cold, wintry winter. But you're still going to have winter. Last year I said we were going to have a pretty mild winter. And we got about a quarter inch of snow last year. But you said we were going to have mild winter. We did. I didn't say there would be no snow and no winter. As a season, though, it was very mild. Make sense to everybody? I didn't say there wasn't going to be cold days. I got up a couple times and it was pretty chilly out there. I almost had to put a coat on. Now, wait a minute. There were times in that season that were a little harder than the whole season. Make sense to everybody? Okay, now hang on. Here we go. Seasons march on with or without you, whether you're ready for them or not. Can I tell you, when fall hits, whether you're ready for it or not, it's here. When winter comes, whether you're ready or not, here it comes. Times may not come, or times may come multiple times. It may be many, it may be few. We don't know when the times are coming. We know when the seasons are coming. Too many people focus on the times, and they're not ready for the seasons. Isn't it amazing? Everybody's getting so ready for school that nobody's ready for school. I made a statement the other, I think it was Wednesday night. One of the best ways to get ready for school is to get your kids into a, a, a sleep and awake cycle similar to school before school gets here. And I'm not talking about the day before, weeks before. Work them into it so that when school starts, they're not walking around like zombies and barking and boo-hooing. Oh, we got to go to school. Yeah, welcome to what well, big people have to do. We have to go to work every day and can't cry about it. Snap out of it. You'll be fine. Something you're going to do the rest of your life, get over it. Welcome to life. 
Sorry. There's no sense in crying about, well, I got to get up early. Uh, how about if I call you and I get up? Most of you have a heart attack. You don't even know that time of day exists except in the afternoon. <laughs> I was up at a quarter after four this morning. Uh, there's many days up. As a matter of fact, I was, I was out of bed at a quarter after four. I was awake at ten till four. I laid there and prayed for 25 minutes before I got out of bed this morning. Say, preacher, yeah, welcome to my life. You want me to get you up when I get up every day? Oh, no, thanks, preacher. Okay, then quit complaining about it. Are we doing all right? That's good stuff. Amen, preacher. Too many people focus on the times and they're not ready for the seasons. Oh, I just hit the snooze button too many times. Rip the stupid snooze button and when the alarm goes off, get your carcass out of bed. Some people get bogged down with time and the seasons change. I've just got so much to get done. I'm not ready for the fall yet. I've been so busy doing this and this and this and this and this and this that I'm not ready for fall. Well, I hate to tell you something. Ready or not, here it comes. I want to get the most out of life. I do. I, I want to enjoy every moment of every day. I want to enjoy every time. I want to enjoy every season of life. My wife and I have our first grandchild that's here on earth. We've got five in heaven. we got our first one that's here. Say, oh, you're a grandpa now. No, I'm a pawpaw now. Say, preacher, does that bother you? That sounds so old. I'm having the time of my life. I'm loving it. I decided a long time ago, I'm not going to let the number of years make me feel old. I'm going to be the eternal little brother that bothers everybody to the day I die. No, I just decided I was going to enjoy every stage of life. I enjoyed being a kid most of the time. I enjoyed being a teenager somewhat. I enjoyed being a college student, I think. I don't remember. I was too tired to remember. I enjoyed being a young married man with no kids. Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> then we had kids. I enjoyed being a dad of one. Then a dad of two. Then a dad of three. And we said, three strikes, you're out. I enjoyed watching my children grow up in the different stages of life and hitting middle age and putting glasses on and saying, huh, maybe it was glasses. Uh, maybe I am getting there. I, I've gone through all those stages. You say, does it bother you to be a grandpa? No, I'm having fun. It's great to wind them up and send them back to mom and dad. Say, here you go. No problem. I'm enjoying that stage. Can I tell you something? I've, I enjoyed being an assistant pastor for 23 years. I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoy pastoring. I enjoy now leading staff and trying to train young men in the ministry. I enjoy helping pastors across our country. I'm enjoying that stage of life. Everybody doing all right? Some of you are so afraid of the next step that you're going to miss the next step because you're looking backwards. Now, hang on. I want to enjoy the seasons and not let the times rob me of my seasons. I want to enjoy the seasons and not let the times 
destroy my seasons. I want to manage my times so I can enjoy my seasons. I'm a man who has an elderly parent. And my wife has elderly parents. Do you know... Could you turn that down? All of a sudden it started roaring at us. Yeah, just unplug it or kill it, do something, pull your gun out, shoot it. (laughs) I didn't want to pull mine out. It's a little bigger. Uh, Anyway, uh, now, wait a minute. Uh, Can I tell you something? I enjoy it. I don't enjoy watching uh, our parents get older and somewhat. I didn't enjoy watching my mom before she passed away, but I enjoyed my mom. I'm enjoying my, I came home yesterday and asked my wife how usually on Saturday she talked to her mom and dad. And I said, how's your mom and dad? Oh, I don't know. Didn't talk to them yet. Too busy talking to the kids this afternoon. So she called her mom and dad and talked to them for a while. And I enjoy them. I enjoy making fun of them. I mean, uh, uh, all those things. Now, wait a minute. That's a different season of life. Why should I, oh, I wonder how many more years we're going to have them. If you do that, can I tell you something? You'll start thinking that by the time they hit 60. You'll worry about it for 20 or 30 years. Can I tell you something? Enjoy every day you got and don't worry about the time. Enjoy the season. You see, we live so much for the time and forget the season. And God says, let's enjoy the season. Now, go back to Ecclesiastes 3. And I want to show you something, and then I'm going to run through a couple points here, and then we're going to go home because I'm hungry. Uh, no, uh, to everything, there is a season. Watch the next word. And. Oh, look at me. He didn't say there might be. He said, in every season, then, there are times. And a time to every purpose under heaven. Notice from verse 2 all the way down through verse number 8, everything is about a time. A time to be born and a time to die. When you're 56 years old, it's not time for kids to be born. Grandkids, yes, not kids. So it's not the time for us to have kids. It's time for us to have grandkids and watch our kids have them born. Amen? Praise God. But it also says... A time to die. Did you know that death is part of our life since sin came in? I just don't think it's fair. God took this person early. Who said? God didn't take anybody. Sin did. God didn't cause death. Sin did. The wages of sin is death, not the wages of God. It is sin that causes death, not God. Everybody doing all right? Uh, A time to uh, plant... Did you know right now is not the time to plant grass seed? You can throw it in the ground, but it isn't going to grow. Better wait another month or so. Well, I'm going to plant anyway. Go ahead, but you're going to buy more seed. It's not time to plant it. There's a time to plant certain things. But it also says there's time to pluck up that which is planted. That means once the frost hits and all the flowers die out, time to pull them up. There's a time to plant. There's a time to pull up that which you did plant. 
a time to kill. That's called hunting season. Glory to God. And a time to heal. Uh, when Mrs. Barnes had her surgery, I said, you make sure you take what time you need to heal. And don't come back until you're ready. And she started doing some things. I said, slow down. You're not coming back that fast. She'd come in, put a few hours in, preacher. I think, get out of here. I told you. You're pushing too hard. Don't come back for a couple days. She said, but preacher, I, I didn't care. She needed time to heal. I plan on working her to death. I didn't need her killing herself then. Time to heal. Now watch this. Time to break down and a time to build up. There's times you've got to pull things down. Amen, fellas? But after you pull it down, you're supposed to build it back up. <laughs> I didn't say it. I'm just a delivery person. Now, wait a minute. Time to weep and time to laugh. You're looking at a man that laughs a lot, but you're looking at a man that cries an awful lot, too. I weep with people that hurt. I sit beside the people who go through the hard times. I get the phone calls about death. I counsel the hard situations. It could be that's why I laugh a lot too because it hides the tears. A time to mourn and a time to dance. I want you to notice something. It doesn't say a time to grieve. It says a time to mourn. Grief is a judgment. Mourning is a set time. Say, do, do you uh, miss your mom? Yes, I miss my mom, but I don't cry about it a lot. I have designated times where I'll stop by and see her grave or I sit in my office and think about my mom for a few moments. I have it scheduled to when I do it. There's times dad and I will talk and the subject will come up and he's thinking about it. Great, no problem. But I don't hang the phone up or be with dad and say, oh, I just miss my mom so much I'm not doing anything all day today. That's ridiculous. My mother would have slapped me upside the head if I did that. Some of you think about the wrong things at the wrong time. And you ruin the season of life you have. Boy, that's good stuff. I'm not going to go through the rest of the verses, but I want you to notice, all those are about a time, not a season. Now, look at verse number 11. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Sometimes our time and God's time doesn't match up, but when his time kicks in, guess what? Everything's okay. Nobody enjoys the time of death, but when God's grace kicks in, God's timing's perfect, amen? Nobody enjoys the heartaches of it's bad news, but when God's grace kicks in, everything's beautiful in his time. So let me make a few statements and we'll be done. Number one, live to make the most of each season of life, not each time of life. Live them to make the most of every season in life. Will you, everybody look at me for a second. Let me, let me change words here for a second. I like using the illustration of a book. Every chapter is a different part of your life. Enjoy each chapter of life. Come on up here for a second, Brother Anthony. This is a new chapter 
in Grace Baptist Church. Wait a minute. I love my son. We all love Brother Josh. He's still doing the will of God. God didn't die. But it's not the will of God for him to be here right now. It is the will of God for Brother Anthony to be here and hopefully move into his house this week. (laughs) This is a new chapter, a new season for Grace Baptist Church. Let's enjoy the season and not miss the last one. Everybody doing okay? Say what? Can't change that season. We got this season ahead of us. Let's do it. That's what it's all about. Have a seat. Thank you. I didn't mean to embarrass everybody, but here we go. Now, learn to enjoy the season of life you're in and manage the times in that season. I don't think he's the happiest man in the world living at my house right now while his family's two hours away in Pennsylvania. He got to see his kids uh, after Sunday school and church this morning for a couple hours and sent them back. That's all he's seen them since last Sunday. Do you think that makes him happy? No, I know he's miserable. I would be. I don't want to be away from my wife that long either. A couple more days. The man's coming. Now, hang on. Now, wait a minute. But God will bless that faith. It's a time. The season hasn't changed. But they're going through a little rough time. Do you know they bought a house and never have seen the inside of the house yet? When are they going to see it? After they close and we move them in? That takes a little bit of faith. Yeah, but it's a good time of life too. Enjoy the season. Uh, Past seasons cannot be relived or made up for. You can't change what was. You can't go back and relive a season. Back in Ohio, 76, 77, we had a blizzard. Then we had the big blizzard in 77, 78. We had so much snow. My dad, at the end of the driveway, shoveled out about this high up, about as high as this pulpit, a shelf. I stood on that. My brother went up on that and then went up higher and went out around the front, across the front where the plow trucks came in. My dad would take a shovel full of snow, put it in my shovel. I put it in my brother's shovel, and he ran it down and put it down there because we had no place else to put snow. I don't miss that kind of stuff. I just love the snow. I hate it. You can love it all you want. Doesn't change. I still hate it. I didn't say I hate winter. I just hate snow. If it could snow when it's 100 degrees outside, I'd still hate it. Say why? I hate snow. Now, wait a minute. Quit grieving over what is done. Quit trying to go back to relive a season. You can't go back and replant spring. You can't go back and plant stuff that you should have planted in the spring right now because you missed it. You're going to have to wait till next spring. You've got to wait till that season comes around again. Boy, that's good stuff. Amen. Quit regretting what happened. I just, I, I just wish this wouldn't happen. Most of you missed the blessing of today bellyaching over what did happen yesterday. Everybody doing all right? You can't change yesterday, but you can live today. 
Why do we live so much in regret of yesterday when we have today and tomorrow to look forward to? I just lost so many years, preacher. Then live out the ones you got. Quit losing the ones you're in because you regret the ones that you did live. Well, I just had such a bad past. Well, then have a good future. Quit quit risking your today and your tomorrow on what you did yesterday. I made a lot of mistakes, preacher. Then learn and grow. I'm going to use a little redneck humor to illustrate something. (laughs) Manure was yesterday's food. You can complain about it, about how bad it smells and how bad it looks, or you can use it for fertilizer and grow today. You choose. Everybody doing all right? Manure is just yesterday's food. Now you can sit there and complain about it, or you can use it and grow with it and do something better with it in the future. I don't know about you. I don't want to complain about it. I want to grow. Don't forget where you came from, but don't live the regrets of the past. Get the most out of this season so you can get the most out of the next season. Uh, Hey, I, I tried to do the best I could as a parent. Was I perfect? No, my wife was. I wasn't the perfect parent. But I got three kids that love me. I got two of them that are married that have spouses that love me. And I love them. I got a grandkid. He'll FaceTime. Paul, Paul, get on the phone. He'll go. Toothless grin. Amen. Well, it's just gas. I have never smiled with gas. I don't know about anybody else. Build the most out of each season so that you can have a better next season. When you change seasons, you don't have to quit what you did. You're just adding another season to it. You don't quit what you started in the summer because it changes to fall. You're just adding another season to it. What you did in the spring was plant, but in the summer and fall, you're harvesting. It is the result of what you did in another season. Are you doing okay? Maybe I'm the only one that understands this. Uh, Brother Hiles used to say it this way. Be a childish, juvenile adult. You don't change from being a child to being a teenager. You add being a teenager to being a child. And you don't leave being a child and a teenager to become an adult. You add adulthood to being a child and a teenager. Some of you men need to grow up a little bit and be a little less child and a little bit more adult. But here we go. Yeah, hang on for a while. I love the fact that our senior citizens still have a little bit of childishness in them. They have a lot of teenage in them because they're snotty sometimes. I knew we had a problem this morning. Brother Randy says, preacher, you got to get in here. The senior citizen class, it's just flat out hot. When old people are hot, it's hotter than I want to walk into. Trust me, I'm not even walking in there. Brother Scott, take care of it because I ain't walking in there. Say why? Because if they're hot, the whole world's burning up. Now, wait a minute. Uh, it, it's a season. But add that childishness to it. 
Don't lose it. Now, be the adult you're supposed to be and learn when to be appropriate. Boy, that's good stuff. Add to it, don't change. Add to it, don't change. Number two, the times come in every season. You're not going to stop them. They're not scheduled, though. You can't schedule somebody crashing into a tree and dying and 12 hours later his brother being involved in a drive-by shooting and burning up in a car fire. You can't schedule that. That's a time. You can't schedule the time where that 12-year-old boy whose daddy died in that fire said, I'm supposed to be planning my birthday party, my 12th birthday party, but now we're planning my dad's funeral. You can't schedule those times. But we can schedule the season. The lady sitting under the sound of my voice, I helped yesterday. We can't change the season, or can't change the time, but we can live the season. Uh, Pretty much so what I told her. I said, we'll have to deal with the time as it comes, but we'll live the season. Don't let the time change the season. Everybody understand that? So the times come in every season. Good news comes, bad news comes in every season. Death and sickness come in all seasons. Life is added in all seasons. Successful times come in all seasons. Failures come in all seasons, especially school season. I mean, uh, (laughs) times are for a purpose in each season. Look at verse number one again. To everything there is a what? Season. Season and a time to every what? purpose under the heaven oh that means those times come on purpose you might not be ready for them but they're coming (laughs) but I want you to notice something the time is not the purpose the season is the purpose is the season not the time I loved my days of being with brother Hiles and working with him It was a season of my life. But I'm not to quit living because he died and went to heaven. There was another season coming. And I have to live the next season. Times are to teach us what to do in our work. Times are there to teach us how we're supposed to live and cope and help others in that season. God has used me in in a very unique way. Uh, When my mom died, that was a a time. It was not a season. But I had to decide, am I going to sit here and uh, just constantly think about it and hurt, or I'm going to share with everybody how to get through the loss of someone you love. And I preached a sermon to our church and showed you how that we, I had gone through that period of all those deaths and dealing with all that. And he's, preacher, how do you just keep on going? And I showed you scripturally, word by word, verse by verse, how to get through those times. We put it into a little booklet about death. And we've had thousands of those passed out to help people. 
Can I tell you something? I didn't waste the time, Brother Jim, of my mama going to heaven. I used that time to honor her memory. Miss Kim will take 50 of them with her to a, a double funeral this week. I hope it helps somebody. If it helps one person, it's worth it all. There's people all over this room. That book's helped you. And people, you've handed it out everywhere, and it goes everywhere. Good night. We get requests for it all the time. Why? Because people are hitting those times in a different season than you do. But it's the same time. Times teach us that we're not God. You know, times teach us that we're not as good as we think we are. <laughs> we're not as powerful as we think we are. I'm going to make a statement here. God controls the seasons. He doesn't control the times. Did you ever notice very few children are ever born on their due date? Very few. I didn't say none, but very few. And you can't predict what time of day that puppy's going to be born either unless it's a scheduled C-section. But a natural birth, you can't predict the time nor the season. Sometimes not even the place. We manage the times given to us to strengthen us to enjoy the season we're in. Our job is to manage the times so that we can enjoy the season. Regret steals life. Regret steals life. It's meaning that you're sorrowing and mourning all over about something you cannot change. If you cannot change it, quit thinking about it. It's that simple. <laughs> Build on the memories, but quit wishing you had the old back to start over again. <laughs> Brother Anthony, you're what, 29 years old? Oh, Lord, you're just a baby. <laughs> May I say something? I don't want to be 29 years old again. I know how much happened between there and here. I don't want to go through all that again. I really don't. So don't you wish you were 29 again? Are you kidding? I'm too close to the end. I want to start over. I have no desire to go back and be 29. I have a desire to help a 29-year-old grow. But I don't want to go back and be 29. <laughs> you say, why? I'm, I'm smarter than that. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> we ain't doing that again. Quit wishing you had the old back. Some of you that have adult children are miserable parents of adult children. Can I tell you why? You wish you had them back when they were little. In the words of that famous Gomer Pyle, dumb, dumb, dumb. I have no desire to have my kids back. I have no desire to tell my kids what to do. I'm glad I don't have to because I ain't paying their bills. Number three, and I'll finish quickly. Times do not change seasons. You can allow times to keep you from having good seasons, but times do not change 
seasons. Did you know you could have somebody die in your family every day in a season and it does not change the season? The season is not based on the time. The season is going to be there no matter what the time is. Did you know you can't speed up or slow down when the sun's coming up or going down? So you can't change the seasons. You can't. Hunting season's coming, whether you like it or not. I mean, anyway. The seasons are set on the calendar. Nothing changes them. It doesn't matter how many years have passed. Brother Jim, you're facing 92 calendars, amen? Amen. And he's got a stack of calendars bigger than we can count, almost. Yeah. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Look at me for a second. Did you know those seasons have never changed in all 92 years? But there's been a lot of change in time. See, the time doesn't change the season. The season marches on whether you're ready or not. Seasons do not stop you or do not stop for the good and they don't stop for the bad. Seasons march on. Uh, so much I, I want to say I can't. Don't regret your children growing up. Enjoy the season. Enjoy it. Enjoy the toothless smiles. Enjoy the, uh, the fun new stages. But when they start growing teeth and you stick your finger and they start biting them, don't enjoy the toothless anymore. You got teeth in there. Hang on. Enjoy the baby stage. But as my father would say, you spend two years teaching them to walk and talk and 16 telling them to sit down and shut up. It's pretty close, but here we go. Uh, don't try to live ahead for the next season. Live this season. Oh, I didn't say don't get ready for a season to come, but... Oh, I'm tuning my bow up already and making sure the scopes are sight. But it doesn't mean that I'm marking on the count. This is when this is going to happen. I'm going out this day and I'm doing it. I can't do that. I know when the hunting season's coming, but I got to be ready for it. But it doesn't mean that I got to put 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year into that one season. <laughs> Teenagers, don't try to live like an adult. Live like a teenager. Children, quit trying to live like a teenager. Live like a child. Enjoy it. I preached graduation service in, in Ohio last May. I stood up in front of the entire crowd. My wife was there. She heard me say this. I said, enjoy it. Enjoy all the parties today and tomorrow because from here on, it's not a pat on the head. It's a kick in the behind. This is the last day to enjoy it because from here on out, it's work. Amen. <laughs> you see. You said that? Yep. Welcome to life. Children shouldn't try to act like an adult. Children shouldn't be treated like an adult. They need treated like a child. But they need to be learning how to do adult things, but not expected to perform at a 50-year-old level. Young married couples, quit trying to live at a senior citizen's income. Senior citizens can afford to go out three, four, five times a week. Most of them. Now, sometimes it's just for breakfast or something, but they, they have the time and often the money to go out to eat all the time. I don't suggest that for a guy with four kids that's moving and things. Say, <laughs> why? 
uh, I want to live like my grandparents or my parents. Yeah, yeah, wait till you don't have any kids before you do all that mess. You still got bills to pay. Too many of you are trying to live at your parents' income level at a time where you don't make what your parents made. <laughs> you don't hunt in summer like you do in fall, unless you have DNR tags. Amen, Brother Steve? But the average person, and I'm not saying which way from average you are, all right? <laughs> now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Uh, you just, you're supposed to do it in the right season. Get the most out of now. Use the lessons of the bad times in that season to help you in the next season. Bad seasons are not always your fault, but they're still a season of life. There's coming a day when there's going to be no more time or no more seasons called eternity but I happen to believe that we're still going to have the seasons in heaven I happen to know there's time in heaven it talks about the space of a half hour in heaven it talks about weeks and months in heaven I think we're still going to understand time but it's going to affect us a whole lot differently Look it up. There's a tree in heaven that's going to bear fruit, 12 manner of fruit, every, every year. I don't know if that means it's going to have 12 different fruits on it all the time, all year round, or if it's going to bear one fruit every month. But it does say for 12 months it'll bear 12 manner of fruit. Well, how can you know it's 12 months if you're not measuring time? Everybody doing Okay. I know there's time because it talks about a thousand years and then it talks about Satan will be loose for a season. Oh. Maybe we ought to be getting ready for eternity. That's going to be the long season. Amen. Seasons and times. Don't waste the season because of some bad times. Manage the times, live the seasons. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm done. It's really not that complicated. Say, well, I've messed up a lot of time and a lot of seasons, preacher. Okay, you got, you got tomorrow. Let's, let's fix it. Let's change it. Let's move forward. 